welcome to Grace Family Church. We are so glad you decided to check out our podcast. Our prayer is that this teaching from Pastor Tommy will encourage your faith and lead you towards the greatness God has planned for you. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoy this message. We thank you for your presence here with us. We just thank you that you're so good to us, that you love us. And we just declare that you really, you truly are worthy. Uh, You deserve every bit of honor and glory for anything good in our lives, and we acknowledge that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, you can be seated. Um, Thank you for coming out tonight. Um, I'm going to just remind you that we've got our chili cook-off this coming uh, Sunday, but uh, I'm going to start a new series tonight. Um, We spent the last six months teaching on uh, healing and how it's the will of God for us to be healed, and hopefully you've let that settle down into your heart. But, um, you know, uh, I was going to go a different direction. Even last night I was going to go a different direction with the series, uh, and we'll probably follow this one up with that, I think. But, uh, you know, you ever just wake up, um, and uh, you're sort of in that space between awake and asleep, and uh, a lot of times God will speak to me in those moments. And and this morning uh, I just heard him, Uh, not with my ears, but in my heart, I heard him speak the word peace. And and so I really felt like the Lord wanted me to um, do some teaching on peace. Um, And so so we're going to do that. We're going to teach over the next several weeks on the peace of God. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 are are the verses we're going to read. But I'm going to read from um, the amplified version of this verse, and then we'll pray. Uh, How many many of you know it's okay to pray a couple times in church? So we're going to pray again, and then we're going to jump in. But Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, do not fret or worry, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, a sense of wholeness, everything coming together for good, boy, that's good news, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let's pray before we get started. Father, thank you so much for your word. Uh, I just thank you for each person here and how much you love them and the fact that you knew they would be here tonight and you went out of your way to, uh, I believe, to speak to me this morning to go in this direction. So I just thank you for leading me and guiding me and helping me share exactly what needs to be shared tonight and in the coming weeks as we delve into this subject of peace and we'll just give you thanks for it and uh, thank you that anything good that comes from it is because of you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, um, uh, as I've been sort of praying about, you know, the church and praying about um, the direction of the church and, the, you know, had the vision meeting and just a lot of different things we've been doing, you know, uh, the Lord's really strongly impressed upon me um, <coughs> that, you know, the harvest is plenteous um, and, and that we shouldn't say that, you know, there, there, we, should, we shouldn't be delayed in our approach to the harvest. But, you know, as, as that's been impressed upon me, what's really, I think, stood out to me is... Uh, the times in which we're living, um, and uh, the, um, the, there are so many things that press upon people um, that can rob them of their peace. Um, and so, you know, if you think about it, you know, if you just look around just at the, the, the world, you know, you know, go home tonight, turn on your TV, and for some reason, you know, I've got YouTube TV, for some reason it always pops up Fox News, even though I don't watch it that often, but that's the one that always pops up and starts playing before I change the channel. But, you know, if you look at the political issues, there's a lot of unrest in people's hearts about things. If you look at the social issues, 
you know, there's lots of unrest that could cause us to be concerned. And then if you look at the economic issues, um, there could be concern. And then on top of that, you know, not only the world around us, we sort of have the issues that hit closer to home in our own lives, you know, our relationships with each other and our friends. Those can be sometimes uh, sources for worry uh, and stress. Um, we, we, we can look at our personal finances and not just the, the, the economy as a whole, but okay, you know, we may be struggling. Then, then you've also got the issue of your children. How many of you have kids? If you got kids, you know what I mean, right? Um, constantly thinking about them because you care about them and you love them, right? And so those can be a source of a lack of peace sometimes in our minds. And then you have your own personal hopes and dreams, you know, um, things you just want to see out of life that can sometimes try to rob you of your peace. And then on top of all of that, uh, how many of you love Jesus tonight? Okay, good. We all do. All right. Um, on top of all of that, if you're not careful, even in your own personal relationship with the Lord, it, it, you can actually embrace that in such a way that you don't have peace. That, that you're stressed out about your relationship with the Lord. You're constantly questioning whether, you know, you're in the right place and whether you're doing things right and whether you've lived up to his standard of perfection and you, you, you can actually have worry and dread even in that area of your life. And unfortunately, um, you know, that's not what God desires for us. And, you know, as, as you think about all those things, you know, I equate it back to really one single thing propagated by another, really, that causes us to ha have that lack of peace, and it's a single word, it's the word worry. Um, you know, uh, and, and that word worry really stems from, really, uh, and it's fueled by fear. And, and so really, the, the enemy of, of, of peace in our lives is worry and fear. Uh, and so what I really want to do as we talk about peace you know, uh, tonight, I'm going to delve into tonight specifically how do you find peace in whatever capacity, right? Whether it's you know, just in your day-to-day -day life, whether it's in your relationship with the Lord so that you're at peace and at rest and you're enjoying it, right? And it's not heavy and burdensome. How do you do that? And so, um, and so uh, that being said, you know, um, worry is an enemy. So what is worry? Let's talk about it for a little bit. What is worry? Worry is this. It's to give way to anxiety or fear. Another, another definition of worry is to dwell on the difficulty of troubles or troubles. So when a problem shows up, to dwell on the problem. Uh, worry is to fear future negative outcomes. So a lot of times worry is dwelling on what could happen that's the negative that you don't want to happen. It can cause tremendous worry. You know, you see that a lot of times in parents over their children, right? They think about what could happen, and it causes worry and stress and that type of thing. Um, to another, another definition of worry is to anxiously scurry and to rend our thinking for an unknown solution to a problem, right? You know, so if you don't know what to do, worry can be over, what am I going to do, what am I going to do, right? Um, uh, worry can be the, to embrace the fear of failure about a given situation. So sometimes we can worry about fear and about failing. Um, worry is to entertain the negative potential of a future circumstance. And then uh, worry can also really uh, fall into this realm, to dwell on an idea or a concept that wearies the mind. You ever, you ever thought about something and delved into something, even maybe investigated something, but it just causes you to be weighed down and heavy? Well, that, that's a form of worry. And so uh, oftentimes people have said worry is a down payment on a problem before it's due. 
Um, uh, other people have said that worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it gets you nowhere, right? Um, worry is making a mental investment of your thoughts in a negative outcome. And so worry is simply allowing fear to grip you about any situation. It can be any situation. Uh, it can be, you know, your finances, your children, the world around you, your health. It can, you, can even have, you can even walk in fear in your relationship with the Lord. You know, there, there's, the Bible talks about a healthy fear, right? The awesome reverence of God. But, but, but fear, the, you know, the, the evil word fear, right? You can even walk in fear. You know, there are a lot of people always afraid that when they make the slightest misstep that God's going to be displeased with them and not happy with them, right? All of that is, is, it can lead to forms of worry. And so we sit around and we begin to do that. Uh, but what the scripture tells us in our opening text is, is that we shouldn't worry. It says when worry shows up, we should get rid of it. And so, uh, as a matter of fact, it doesn't just suggest it, it commands it, right? It commands us that we, it says, notice what our opening text says again. It says there, be anxious, don't worry. And another translation says, don't worry about anything. So, you know, some people, you know, they brag about that they're chronic worriers or they're the world's greatest worrier, you know, but the scripture tells us that we should not worry. Now, why does God tell us not to worry? Well, it's really pretty simple because worry will rob you of God's best in your life. God doesn't want you to live without peace. Matter of fact, Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Jesus wants us to have peace in this life. And so worry is a thief of our peace. Not only that, but worry is an enemy of our faith which allows us to find peace. You know, faith is something, you know, overarching faith is a mindset that says, you know, I'm not going to worry about that because God cares about me and he loves me. He's going to take care of me. He's going to figure, help me figure it out, right? I'm not going to worry about it. It's the ability to be able to cast off the worry by faith in God. And so worry is actually the enemy of faith. And we see that in, you know, if it really very clearly in the life of Job, if you know the story of Job, right? Uh, all this stuff transpired and happened to Job that was a bad thing. But, but Job makes a very telling statement. He said, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. See, worry is really the, the antithesis of faith. It's the opposite of faith. What worry is, is a lot of times it will produce the very thing. It, it produces just like faith does, but in the opposite, in the negative Job said, I worried about what? He said, the thing I greatly feared came upon me. Well, what came upon him? He lost his kids. He lost his, he lost it. He worried about it. Even though God was blessing him, he worried about all those things. And that worry was faith in the negative, really, and it produced. And so that's why God doesn't want us to worry. He doesn't want us having bad things and difficulty in our life. He wants us to experience the wonderful life that he's laid out for us. And so, and so we're commanded not to worry, but for the chronic worrier, that seems impossible, right? For a person that worries all the time, how can I not worry? I do it all the time, right? For the perpetual pessimist, right? The person that's always seeing the negative, you know, they see not worrying as ignoring the potential problem, right? Some people can see it that way. For, for even the religious worrier, they can see it as ignoring questions that I think I need to have answers to, right? But how many of you realize God gives us clearly in his word the answers he wants us to have in life? And, and I think one of the things we have to be careful about, I've said this over the, uh, the last three or four or five weeks, and it just keeps coming back, and so I'm going to say it again. I think we have to be really careful in our lives 
to focus on the black and red in the Bible and not focus on the white spaces between it. See, a lot of times what happens in our life is, is, you know, we have questions about the grand things of life and the grand questions of life that are maybe in the white spaces that are not clearly stated in Scripture. You know, I, I have a general uh, mindset about that. I believe if God wanted us to know, he would have told us. And so in those areas, I think sometimes we have to be willing to say, even in those areas, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to focus on what I do know, right, about God. And I think when we do that, that's a basis for faith to enjoy the things that God wants for us. And so notice in our opening text again, it says, we're told not to worry. See, a person of faith realizes this, that worry, uh, that, that not worrying is the key to me having the life, part of the key to me having the kind of life God wants me to have. And so Philippians says, be anxious, don't fret, don't worry about anything. But how do we do that when everything around us and when our minds try to head down that path? Well, the first thing you have to realize is this. Your mind, I didn't even plan on saying this tonight, but I'll say it. Your mind is not the real you. It's not. Your, your, your spirit is the real you. See, the Bible, Paul prayed, he said, I pray that your, your spirit, soul, and body would be preserved blameless. So the real you is your inner being. It's your spirit. Your mind is just a tool that God gives you to use. And then your body is just something that you live in. And so a lot of people think that whatever just pops into their mind, that's them. But your mind is just a tool. The real you is the inner man, the inward man of the spirit the Bible talks about. And that inward man, you know, has the ability to control what the mind does, right? You see, but a lot of people, they seem to think that their mind, so, so you have, the first thing to living free from worry is to realize that your mind is not you, your spirit is, Right? Your spirit is the real you. And so that being said, how do you not worry? Well, you have to make a decision in your spirit to do certain things. It's a conscious choice. And I'm just going to talk to you about one principle tonight to live free from worry and to walk in the peace that passes all understanding that our opening text talks about. And it's simply this. The first step to not worrying is to give your worry to God. It's simply to give your worry, your question, your thought to God that is causing your mind to be wearisome and not have peace. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, do not fret or worry, but in everything, notice what it says, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. What it says there is it says when we're faced with worry, anxiety, questions, heaviness of mind, burdensome, we don't have peace. What does it say? It says to bring your prayer, bring that situation to God and give it to him in prayer and in supplication. For those that are, think about it for a minute, it's saying take what you're thinking about and worried about. And that's not okay, I'm not saying to be mindless, right? There's nothing wrong with thinking about something, but if it's causing you stress, if it's causing you worry, then it's probably time for you to put it down and let God deal with it, right? And so, so when you're worried about something, one of the first things you have to do is to take that and put it aside. But for, you know, for a person that's a get-her-done get type of person, that's sort of hard sometimes. I can tell you, I mean, I was raised by a daddy that was get-her-done. I mean, that's, that's what he was. So pastoring this church at times, there are times where I'm like, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? How are we going to figure it out? What are we going to do? How are we going to figure this out? And, 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 I, and, and you can pour over your mind. All of a sudden, you enter into this cycle of worry. You're not living in the peace that God wants you to have. 
And so you have to realize that. You know, for the intellectual thinker, that's hard as well, right? Because for the intellectual thinker, because of really the, the desire to want to con- understand in their mind the outcome, we hold on to things sometimes. To understand in our mind why, th- why a certain thing is when we don't have a clear answer, right? But what the scripture tells us is, is that in those situations, we have to come to a humble realization that there are things in this life See, here's one of the keys to peace and, and relinquishing worry to God is you've got to understand that in this, that as a human being, you're not God. And you're just not going to know some things that he knows on this side of heaven. And there are some things that you're not going to figure out. And there are some solutions to problems that you'll never figure out how to fix, but he knows how to fix. And what you have to do in those situations is be willing to humble yourself and say, I'm willing to release this and let him have it. I'm willing to let it go. I'm willing to let go of that thing that's not giving me peace. So, you know, we, we, you know I wrote this down. You know, I, when I thought about this, I was thinking about the Matt Mayer song. It's a little bit older now, but it's the song, I Need You. Ever, you guys know that song? You know, oh, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, Lord, how I need you. That's sort of the mindset you have to take if you're going to let go of worry, right? You're going to say, Lord, I'm giving this to you because you're the one that can handle this, not me. Now, that word prayer and supplication actually is interesting. That word prayer is to ask or petition. So one of the ways you relinquish your worry to God is as you come to him over the situation and say, Lord, this is a situation I'm concerned about. I want it to turn out for my good, so I'm giving it to you, and I'm letting go of it. So that's the ask part, right? And then the supplication part, that word supplication means to ask with humility, So there's a mindset that says, I'm giving it to you because I humbly recognize you can handle this better than I can, right? So it's the mindset that says, I'm going to give something to you. I'm going to submit it to you because you are greater than me. I'm humble enough to acknowledge that. Psalm chapter 55 and verse 22 says it's that way. It says, to cast your burden on the Lord, or cast your care, or cast your anxiety on the Lord. That word cast is an interesting word. What it means is this. It means to throw or to fling, most often used in conjunction with a violent act against an object of hatred or disdain. (laughs) You know, that same word cast was used by Joseph's brothers that were so violently jealous of him because he got the coat of many colors and he had the vision that God was going to bring him to a place of preeminence. So they cast him into a pit, right? And so part of casting your care on the Lord is not this connotation of, oh, Lord, I'm just going to give this to you, but, you know, if I take it back, it's okay. No, it's this mindset that says that is an enemy. That worrisome thought, that heaviness, that burden that I'm carrying, that is an enemy of my relationship with God, so I am going to throw it to him violently because I don't want anything to do with it, Right? But see, most people don't handle worry that way. Most people handle it like a nice little lap dog. You know, they enjoy sitting around. Maybe they don't, they don't even realize they don't enjoy it, right? But they sit around and pet the thing like it's a friend. Like it's, you know, oh, but I care so much so I can't. So they coddle it and they pet it. Instead of looking at it like a vicious snake that's trying, you know, lap dogs are easy, right? But you imagine if a copperhead jumped in your lap? How would you handle that? You'd probably be flailing and everything to get rid of it, right? You'd be violently getting rid of it. 
And that's what worry is all about. When we talk about worry, we should look at it that way. We should be willing to say, I'm not going to worry questions that cause me to get burdened. I'm going to give it all to him. And I'm going to choose to live the carefree life that he's called me to live. Some would call that irresponsible, but I would call it faith. I would call it, I'm not talking about not dealing with things when he tells you to, but I would call it faith that says, I'm going to choose to trust him and I'm not going to touch it in my thought life. Why? Because it's an enemy and it's violent and it's, and it's something I need to violently oppose in my life. We're called to resist worry violently and vehemently. Psalm 55 verse 22 in the Amplified Bible says also this, cast your burden releasing the weight of it on the Lord. See, part of casting your worry on the Lord is, is, is coming into his presence and really unloading it on him. And I don't mean like I'm unloading it on you, right? Not like that. I mean really saying, Lord, I recognize that you are my strength. You are my shelter. You are my strong tower. So you know what? I'm giving this to you. Everything in me wants to hold on to it. Everything in me wants to bear the burden of it. Everything in me wants to wrap my hands around it and figure it out. But I am humble enough to recognize I can't fix it like you could. So I'm giving it to you. And you know, when you give it to him, you say, well, then how do you ever deal with the problem? When you, do, when, when you handle things that way, we'll talk about that actually in later messages. But I'll tell you this, when you give him the problem, it allows him the opportunity. It allows, first of all, your mind to let go of it long enough for God to maybe give you a third option you haven't thought about. Right? You know, um, um, who is it? Uh, uh, Craig Rochelle. How many of you know who Craig Rochelle is? Craig Rochelle is a, you know, he's a, he's a pastor of a church, but he, he actually had a part in the, the, the view version of the Bible that everybody uses on their phones. Uh, but, you know, he's a, he's a leader of people, and he has some good leadership stuff. And I remember in one of his leadership things, he said, you know, uh, so many times we think in black and white, and we see, you know, either this way or that way, and we fail to see there's a third option because we're so narrow-minded. And sometimes when we just let go of the thing, not looking for the third option, right? Just say, Lord, I don't know what to do here, so I'm giving it to you. It allows God to do his thing and potentially somehow show you the third option, whether it's revealing it to you or whether it's something comes across your path because you're not spending time worrying about it, but you just live in life, right? That allows him to get that third option to you, that fourth option or that different way of dealing with it that you may not have, have seen. And so part of casting your burden on the Lord is releasing the weight of it, saying, I, the, you know, responsibility, how many really, responsibility can be weighty, Right? And, and, and how many of you realize caring for someone can be weighty? You know, uh, you know I, I, I joke about kids, but I got to tell you, you know, I've been blessed with some really, really good kids, but that doesn't mean that there's not the opportunity for me to think about, you know, just, you know, I think about, you know, Zach drives back and forth all the time from Blacksburg to Roanoke. He leaves sometimes at 11 o'clock on a, on a night, and I'm like, for a minute there, my mind's like, oh, I hope he gets, oh, okay, it's 81, it's 81, it's my son, you know, but, but what I do, cast it on the Lord. I'm going to trust you to take care of that. And I figure out something else, right? So, and we'll talk about what the something else is. But the first step to finding peace in our lives then is taking the initial step of taking control of our mind and realizing that my mind is not the dumping spot for all the worries in life. <laughs> my mind is a tool that God's giving me to use. And when worry comes into my life, I'm going to immediately resist it. 
And then once I immediately resist it, we'll talk about this more in the rest of the series, I'm not going to allow it to come back. And you know, if you're a chronic worrier, if you're a perpetual pessimist, (laughs) then the opportunity for it to come back will come back the moment you let go of it. You know, oftentimes people come to the altar, Lord, I'm giving you my burden. By the time they turn around, they've already picked it back up. And you have to become disciplined as, you know, you have to become disciplined in your spiritual relationship to the point that you don't just entertain every thought that pops in your head, but that you control that thought and you bring it into captivity and you say, that worrisome thought, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm going to cast it over on the Lord. And so the first step in finding peace is letting go of pride and giving our concerns and worries to God. Psalm 55 and verse 22 again says, cast your burden on the Lord and he, notice this, he shall sustain you. He shall never permit you permit the righteous to be moved. You see, sometimes I think we, I, I, it's, it's, it's a vicious cycle, but sometimes when you worry, you think by worrying, you're actually doing something positive to help yourself. When in reality, what you're doing is you're defeating the ability, you're taking out of God's hands through a lack of faith, really, the ability for God to deal with the situation. And what that verse says there is, it says, cast your burden on the Lord for he will sustain you. It says in another verse of scripture, we're going to read in a moment, that, that he will perfect that which concerns you, right? So if, he, if he'll sustain you and he'll perfect that which concerns you, that's God's promise to you. That, that, that's, that's where faith comes in. It says, well, you know what, if I give this to you, you're going to take care of it. That is, that is the essence of growing in a life of faith. It says, God, I choose to believe that you will take care of this, that your promise is true to sustain me in this situation. I'm not going to stress or worry over it. So the first step is to give your problem to God and to realize that he, he will work all things out for your good. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So what that verse tells us is that if we are doing and live, doing our best, right? Everybody say your best. Everybody say, I'm not perfect. Well, you're supposed to say, Pastor Tommy's not perfect. No. <laughs> None of us are perfect. And so if we're doing our best to live and do and, and honor God, what this verse says is, is that we can trust him that he's going to work it out for our good, everything that we care about. And there's that verse I just referenced, Psalm 138 and verse 8 says, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me, your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Everybody say mercy. And before we close, I want to talk about how mercy should allow you to be able to find peace in life and in your relationship with God. I think sometimes worry is the product of being concerned that maybe you didn't do enough. Maybe, maybe you forgot something you should have remembered. Maybe there was something more you can do. Right? You know, and, and that, that applies to the problems we face in life. But how many of you realize that can also apply to your relationship with God? Right? That, that you can wonder, did I miss it? Did I do the right thing? Did I do? How many of you realize the devil can use your love for God and your, your desire to want to please him against you just as much as anything else? Right? So we can, we can be of a mindset of, did I do everything right? Did I please him? Did I, did I not falter today? Did I, did I follow the method he wanted me to follow? Right? We, can, we can get so caught up in that 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 can become a heavy, non-joyous way of living because we're so worried we fell short of the mark. But what this verse says is that he'll perfect that which concerns you 
And then and he follows it with this statement, your mercy. See, what he's saying there is that if you fall short of the mark, it's okay. He loves you. He cares about you, and he will sustain you. He'll perfect that which concerns you. Just keep on plowing, keep on trusting, and give the worry and the fret to him. And lean back on the peace that passes all understanding. Amen? Amen. So first step to, not, uh, to finding the peace of God and, and not living a worrisome, fearful life is real simple. you got to give your worry to the Lord. You say, what do you do after that? Come back next week. We'll talk about that, right? But you got to start here. Give your worry to the Lord. And i got to tell you, you know, um, that may be a challenge for you this week. If you worry about things, you may have to give something to the Lord a hundred times in a day to start, right? I'm not going to touch it. comes back in your mind. I'm not going to touch it. That's that snake. That's that snake. That's that snake. It's not that lap dog that I should be petting. That's that snake I need to throw away, right? So I'm going to cast that burden on the Lord. I'm going to cast that heaviness on him, and I'm going to embrace the peace that passes all understanding. Amen? Amen. Bow your heads with me. Father, I feel like I've done my level best to share what you dropped into my heart this morning, and it's just the beginning of what I believe you want me to share over the course of the next several weeks. But I pray, Father, that we'll take these words to heart and we'll humble ourselves before you and recognize that we in our humanity will always have areas that we could have missed, we could have fallen short of, we could have not hit the mark on. We as human beings are going to face problems that are bigger than us and larger than our ability to understand how to fix them. Oh, but when we cast our care on you and put our trust in you and wait sometimes for you, we find the peace that our hearts are longing for. We find the peace that the world is needing. So, Father, help us by the power of your Holy Spirit be humble enough to relinquish control and give our lives into your hands, for, for that's where we find peace. That's where we find peace resting in your hand no matter what the world around us is doing no matter what the problems in life are presenting we thank you for that father i thank you for that i pray for each person here that the peace of god the tangibility of what we talked about tonight would fall upon them oh father that the heaviness and the shackles that rack our brains sometimes would absolutely fall loose and that we would have peace. We'd go from this place in that blessed peace you promised us. I give you praise and thanks for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for coming out tonight. We finished in about 45 minutes, so we'll give you time to get home and before prime time, all right? But well, we love you. God bless you, and we'll see you on Sunday. Don't forget, chili cook-off, wear your favorite jerseys, and bring that chili. I'm looking forward to tasting some. Have a good evening. Thanks for listening to our Grace Family Church podcast. We really hope you enjoyed this message. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, we would love for you to get connected. Just go to gfcva.info to learn more about who we are, how to give to this ministry, or how you can get involved. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you soon.